Cape Talk. A world view from London with Adam Gilchrist. Uh, good morning, Adam Gilchrist. I hope you have been well. Let's start with um, a furor within the United Nations. Um, a furious row over the words of the uh, UN's boss, Antonio Guterres, over a uh, UN Security Council debate over the issue currently unfolding in Gaza and Israel at the moment. Yeah, and this row still rumbling on, basically, because Antonio Guterres says he was shocked at the reaction to what he'd said uh, about the war between Israel and Hamas. He says he clearly condemned the acts of terror that were inflicted uh, on Israel by Hamas. But he also said, and this is the crucial bit, he also said the attacks did not happen in a vacuum. In other words, there are other forces at play here, other historical events. In his original statement, though, the UN boss had said the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas. But the controversy has ignited. Is this essentially Antonio Guterres, therefore, pulling the rug from underneath Israel, a lack of support from UN headquarters? I have to say that a number of European nations absolutely blanket support across all of the continent of Europe and, and many, many other countries as well. But just one by one, countries have slightly shifted their position, are a little bit more questioning and are increasingly talking out a proportionate response by Israel. So is what they are doing and what they're about to do in Gaza proportionate is now the question, for instance, Ireland and Spain, yeah. absolutely behind Israel to start with, now not so much. Uh, top Israeli diplomats, they were calling for Antonio Guterres to resign, accusing him of expressing an understanding for terrorism. But then the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, is in all sorts of trouble again for what many in Israel perceive to be a delay in the ground offensive in Gaza. I'm not sure politicians are winning terribly much on this one at the moment. That's right. And then there's been a damning report on discrimination in 13 European nations saying that a, a culture of, of racism and prejudice is still very much alive. Yeah, it's an extraordinary thing from the European Union Agency for Fundamental Rights, the FRA, telling us that racism towards people of African descent remains, as they put it, relentless and pervasive across Europe. Admittedly, this isn't every European country they looked at. This is 13, as you say, 13 EU countries. But many uh, people talked about being subjected to discrimination and violence and how racism continues to haunt their daily lives. The worst for routine racism, I mean, we say routine racism, it can be deeply traumatizing, but the worst for it are Germany, Austria and Finland, according to this FRA report. Two thirds to three quarters of people of black skin have experienced discrimination in those countries. And we're talking first and second generation black Europeans. Poland, Sweden and Portugal are the best three out of the limited number that they looked at. So the EU agency is saying, look, these findings need to be a wake-up call because there's been an alarming lack of progress over five years. And, and it is alarming, frankly. I, we all thought we were a bit better than that. And then finally, it wouldn't be the first time that a British team has gone to the moon. Wallace and Gromit did it in a grand day out. <laughs> but there's an all-British space mission in the offing, but what on earth can the UK add to the space race? Well, that's it. Yeah, it'll take American money and some American planning and probably an American rocket. But ultimately, there is this plan for an all British space mission. And as you say, maybe they will, Wallace and Gromit style, go up there to farm cheese. I mean, obviously, you know, that was all true, wasn't it? But we are wondering 
what would the UK add to the space race? What specifically British experiments could be carried out that would benefit mankind? So I put it to you. They could experiment on, these are only my suggestions. These are not official. I must underline. How about, does a Yorkshire pudding batter rise in orbit? I mean, that's an important one. How many of those four British astronauts, as and when, will queue and say sorry constantly for not queuing appropriately? Will they be able to use umbrellas in space? Is there any point to an umbrella in space? And can you keep a stiff upper lip in zero gravity? Nobody's ever tried that. We should try that. You had me. I, I was going to give the suggestion how many sorries, sorry, sorries in a in a, a very tight and enclosed lunar. <laughs> Confined space. <cabin>. Sorry. <laughs> Adam Gilchrist, chat to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Cheers.